Welcome to the Boxing Life Podcast with me, Tony Jeffries. Uh, this episode, I've got a very good friend of mine, and if you're on my new email list, I've mentioned him on there. He's the man that told me, Tony, you're the best f***ing networker that I've ever met. Uh, <laughs> so, Paul King. Paul, how are you, mate? Good, mate. Have you got that money you owe me? <laughs> well, one thing you're not short of is money, and yeah. that's what we're going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, Paul, if I had uh, yours, I would burn mine. <laughs> so, Paul, <laughs> Paul uh, in a nutshell... Tell us a little bit about you. Well, I'm originally from Liverpool. Uh, I left home when I was about 15. Uh, I was in Europe and all them type of places. Uh, in the early 80s, I don't re- know if you remember Norman Tebby. He told everyone to get on the bike and go look for a job. So we literally got on our bike and on the plane. And that's what we had to do in them days. But came from Liverpool. I've been here nearly 30 years now. Um, it's been, uh, you know, uh, it's been hard, but it's, you know, it's it's paid off in the end. Like I said, you know, happens with most people. When you first come here, you got to put the graft in. you got to put at least 10 years into this place to get it going. Um, you know, I'm a mason, stonemason by trade, and I've just worked my way up and worked for all, you know, worked for anyone that would take me on at the time. And then, as I say, you know, it's... Uh, it takes time here, but, you know, in the end it pays off. It pays off. So, Paul is very, very humble. Paul is, uh, well, Paul is it's, it's smashing it now, by the way, but but Paul has grafted his arse off to get to where he is. He's, uh, it, when you left home when you were 15 years old, left Liverpool when he was 15 years old, so that, you know, he never finished school, and then you went, did you move to Germany or somewhere? I was, in, I was in Germany for a while, and then, uh, Basically all over Europe, and then this is without your parents, right? Yeah, yeah. And then I end, I was in the Channel Islands for a little bit, a couple of years, with a lot of uh, people that we know over here. That was like a stepping stone, basically, for most of us. We all went there, got some work. We just basically went where the work was because it was it was shit. Yeah. yeah, it was shit in England at the time. There was no work. Thatcher was in there, you know. It was just you know, it was just you know, there was just no work, you know. So used, to, so used to tell us to go make jam and. You know, what fucking scouts has got a fucking farmhouse and <laughs> that can make jam? So, you know, we just got to get away and work, and, you know, that's how it worked. Everyone had to leave to find work. Yeah, yeah. Newcastle lads, Sunderland lads, everyone Scottish, everyone, we all had to take off. And I, and I bet you, uh, you're doing very well compared to most lads, because a, a lot of people, and, and still now, still my friends, they're still, they, they want to they move away, they want to do these things, they want to be successful and rich. But they don't, well, number one, work hard enough to do it. Number two, got, you've got a dream for it and you've got to really want it. And uh, and that's what you've done. And, and, well, and I think you have to have the opportunities too. The, uh, yeah, I mean, Liverpool, I, I, mean, I mean, I love Liverpool, I love the people, uh, but the opportunities were, were slim. I mean, just, they just, I don't, I mean, I know plenty of people back home now and they're just, they're just surviving. Yeah, they are slim and like, and I agree with opportunities as well, but I really believe that you make opportunities. Like, yeah. like you've you, you've got to make opportunities. Like you did go to Germany. You did probably meet people in Germany. Then you went to. Well, you're in Australia. You lived in Australia. Yeah. You lived in Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're like a gypsy. You lived yeah, there. Well, I was. I was. A, I was a tinker. I did every you know bumfuck job you can think. I mean, you know, picked oranges, made pizzas, fucking you name it. I did it. But I think the most important thing is you got to get up in the morning. Yeah. You don't get up in the morning. And do something. It's not going to happen, you know. If you wait, it's it's uh, my opinion. It's not it's not going to work. 
Yeah, and, you're, and, you've, and you've grafted yours off, mate. Uh, before we get right into this podcast, and I know that we've just spoke about before we started, Wayne Rooney getting knocked out of Phil Barsley. Did you see? You, I know you've seen it. I, so, I saw it, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think? <laughs> well, he got knocked out. I thought he slipped, but after looking at it and what you told me, because that Phil Barsley's a fighter, right? Yeah. It makes sense that he did get knocked out, but I think the big picture here is like, who do you trust in your house, right? I mean, someone went in that house, yeah. took that and sold it to the son. That's kind yeah, of scary. Yeah, the bastard. It's, it's out of order. I mean, not unless... Well, I was going to say not unless Wayne or Phil agreed to it, but then Wayne's not going to agree to that. Yeah. Cause it's, a, it's a pretty embarrassing thing for a, for a lad to get knocked out on, on camera like that. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, who do you trust and who don't you trust? I mean, at the end of the day, he's a good football, he's a great football player, and what he does in his house is up to him, right? Yeah. But... You know, the second thing, if someone's video on it and you're a football or a boxing superstar, you know well, it's going somewhere, right? This this has made me like uh, Phil Bodley and Wayne Rooney better. By the way, I'm, I'm I'm friends with Phil. I've not spoken for a couple of years, but he was my boy when he was at Sunderland and when we, we were texting yeah. all the time and we were good friends. We'd we'd been out clubbing together. He's, he's a good lad. Uh, but this here... I'll tell you why it gives me respect for them because the kind of shit that they've just done there they've put boxing gloves in that little fight in the, in, in the house that's the kind of shit I would do with my mates not, yeah. not me personally because I'm, I'm a high level boxer but that's the kind of shit my mates would do so it just shows you that they uh, where, where they come from they come from the same place as me and you yeah. they come from the bottom and, 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 and the normal lads get, getting in getting doing that kind of shit I think he was a boxer originally Wayne Rooney well <laughs> not a good one, right? <laughs> you wouldn't <laughs> think so if I watched that video. But I mean, I think yeah. I mean, it's what you do in your house, right? It's 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 off limits. But if you're in that position, if you're you know if you're you know if you're someone like him, and someone pulls an iPhone out, you know it's going viral. Yeah. You know someone's going to sell it. Yeah. And but like you like, know, it's like you, it's you know it's a risk you take, but. What happens in your house should be down yeah, to yourself. Like, 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 I, I seen him getting interviewed after, and you know, he was, oh really? Yeah, he got interviewed, and he was it was good. He said, you know what? As long as I do the business on the fo- on, the, on the football field, which he did, yeah, that should be the main thing. You know, what happens in his house is up to him. It's it's, but the son, you know, that's that's what they do. They offer the, someone a load of money. Got oh, it. it's the son as well. So so that that's got a story no. behind it itself because yeah. all the scouts hate the son, right? Yeah, it's fucking. You know, this this in my opinion it should it shouldn't you know. Shouldn't be allowed to do business, but yeah. that's free enterprise. But so you don't buy it if you don't like it. And but apparently that's who bought bought the video. So um, Rooney's Rooney's a massive like, like you said. He used to box when he was younger. He's a massive boxing. He's a boxing fan as well because I know he goes and visits visits my friends uh, Stephen and Paul Smith in the Gallagher's gym yeah. in Manchester. And uh, Phil Bards used to come watch me train. He come to a few of me fights. He's a massive boxing fan as well. So it's interesting to see them put the gloves on. They've got to have been drunk. Oh yeah, they've had a few few drinks by the looks of it. I mean, but he, as I say, he got sparked pretty good there. I thought he'd slip, but after when I looked at it again, you told me that yeah, that guy he, can have a go. He got knocked clean out there. Yeah, he got knocked out, especially like on a tile floor, right? You like he's, you know, he's, you're gonna crack your head. But uh, Phil Bards, he's got some jab. Yeah, well, good jab, straight left hand, straight to the chin. Boom, shows you what happens with them little pink gloves on your arm. So do you think because Wayne Rooney's the captain, captain of England, he's the captain of Manchester United? Do you think it's shown a bad example to the kids? No. Yeah. I mean, what he does in his own house is up to him. I mean, it's just, as I say, it's like it's, I think it's, it's, an, it's, it's an invasion of privacy. 
it's just that you know the sun got hold of it and you know bought it and yeah you just got to be if you're someone of that stat you got to be careful you're in your house and it's like it's got nothing to do with his football look what he did today yeah i mean i'm not a man united fan but he's he's a great player he's smashing it he's yeah a great player and he scored a great goal and just that was the best he played today but you know it just it just goes to show can't trust anyone yeah he's can't been, trust anyone in your house he's been getting criticism for for for, for doing that which is stupid because i mean i mean uh, what he's what he's done, like I said, it was a, it's a, a normal thing to do. This is what boys do. Yeah, he's a captain of England, but at the end of the day, before that, he's a, he's a he's a he's a man. Why should you stop doing well, normal well, things? Well, look, look at Suarez. Look how good yeah. Suarez. Look what Suarez is doing exactly. for Barcelona. I mean, you know, I think he's got. You know, he needs to see a psychiatrist because he bites people. <laughs> My kid used to bite people. It's the same same illness, if that's what you call it. But look what he's doing. Yeah. Just I mean, he's great at one thing and just crazy at another. You can't, you know, he can't be the perfect guy. I mean, you know. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean it's right, but it, you know, it's what he does. Yeah. I mean, if, if Rooney or Bardsley got caught on steroids or, or enhanced drugs, now that's now that's a different level. Yeah, he's a captain of England. He should never do that. But having a fun fight in his house. I, I've. That's fine. I've did, I did the guy who owns Manchester's house. Um, can't think his name. He's got a big house in Beverly Hills. And Man United is one of the biggest businesses going, billion dollar business on the stock market. Rich. Really? Yeah. Rooney, man, he's, he's, you know, without Rooney, he's part of that team. He yeah. makes that club so much money. Yeah. So, like, he's an asset, not an, he's, a, he's like a commodity, you know. It, it, they all are, you know. So, like, when everyone gives him shit and all that, yeah, you know, he might be crazy now and again, but. He makes a lot of people a lot of money. Yeah. I, lot love, of money. I love him. But, you, know, and he, he, you know, look. As I say, I think he's from. I knew his family. I knew his uncle pretty well, um, but I didn't. Know, I didn't know him obviously because I've left home years ago. But I say for where he's come from, he's done really, really well. Yeah. And look, you know, for football, he still. You know, you can't. You can't fail him how he plays, what he does. Did, did what, what? What I what I loved about him. Did you ever see the time when he had a hair transplant? Yeah, he came out, tweeted about it, showed his pictures. Look, I've got a hair transplant. I'm 20, what was he, 26 years old, I'm going bald, uh, you know, I'm losing my hair, I, I, I don't want to do that. So for him to come out and post pictures of that, I mean, total respect yeah, for well, that, total respect. Well, the thing is, it's not like he come out the next day and he's got a head of hair, like, it's just, it's just that and my magic, yeah, right? Yeah, I know. It's like on. that, remember that joke I told you before, like, the fella come over here, fella from uh, from England, and I told him there's a... There's a well, where was England was he from? I think he's from Newcastle. Yeah, he's from Newcastle. And that's not a lie. No, Paul he came over from Newcastle. And I told him, there's this, there's this new hair replacement. Uh, this is like 25 years ago when I was at him. I said, he said, what did he do? I said, what did he do? Did he get the two sides of your head and lift it up <laughs> and sew, the mid- sew it in the middle? And he went, is that right? I said, yes. Yeah. So the only problem is you'd have the ears on top of your head. <laughs> <laughs> so the Geordies believe in him. <laughs> I'm going to get shit from all the Geordies now. <laughs> No, but fair play to him for doing it, because, you know what, why not? Yeah, why not? He like earns his said. money, you know, he can spend it any way he wants. 27 years old, with a uh, gone baldy, looks 40 years old, and I've, and I've got kind of the same problem. But I'm not going baldy, I just look old as shit. Cause I've been yeah, but he looks like Shrek, you don't. <laughs> yeah, I look like David Beckham, because I'm really good looking. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so you've, like I say, you've lived around Hawaii or everywhere. Uh, how did you end up in LA? How, how, yeah, how did you end up in my sitting room now, in me, my house? Uh, talking to me on this podcast, how, how's how's this happened? Well, I mean, we know Paul and all the people in the you know in the box, and they had the gym, and then you you were 
you you turned pro at the time when you were fighting over here with um, in the Rock at the yeah. Rock, and that's how we got to know you through you know mutual friends. And and, and you come and then you've been a barnacle ever since. You. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> Uh, so Paul, you're 52. 52, yeah. 52. I remember your 50th birthday party. Uh, seems like two minutes ago. That was fun, right? <laughs> it was entertaining night. So Paul is raged. Paul is, Paul is. Uh, he's a. We we we. we I call it a scouser now. Over here, we. Yeah. And even though, I've even got the American lads saying if someone's uh, a bit, <laughs> a bit mad, he's a scouser. Yeah. <laughs> That's well. because he's the likes of you. Because he is mad. Yeah. Uh, so you're a stonemason in Los Angeles, and uh, you've worked for some of the highest, uh, most famous people in the world. And Paul signed confidentiality agreements where he can't mention who they are. But these people are more famous than David Beckham. These are the, these are the the, the creme de la creme, if you like. Uh, how did that happen? How did you end from flipping pizzas and from cutting oranges and picking oranges to to, to making people, these celebrities? Houses, beautiful. Well, well, I mean, we live in an area where there's a lot of celebrities live, like even where you live right now, Brentwood. There's a lot of, you know, high-profile celebrities, and you know, they're human just like us. They need the houses built, right? They buy cars. Yeah. You know, they go to boxing matches. They do all the same thing. You know, you know, and just they have the same needs as what we do. So it's you know, you get a client base, and you keep building on your client base, and you know, and it's just you know, it's basically what you do too. Yeah, now now you've got a great great reputation, just like like you see, like we've got as well in, in the gym, in the box and burn gym now, and I suppose it's I suppose it's similar. I suppose it's in our field, like you see, these people are human. These people do need to work out. They do need the houses building, and uh, what do they do? They go to the best places around for it, right? Yeah, and it's you know it's 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 as competitive as anything. I mean, it's, it's it's very competitive. You know, you know, no one gives you the free ride here. Yeah. You know how it works. You got to work. Just like getting your clients in the gym, yeah, you got to get the right clients, and you got to be dedicated, and you got to, you know, you got to make sure they're taken care of, you know. One, Someone piss and moan most of the time, well, you know, who doesn't? Yeah, what, one thing I've noticed about working with, uh, well, not just celebrity clients, and but but people who are successful like yourself, uh, like in all walks of life, is their work their work ethic even when you come to train in, in the boxing burn you know you train with Glenn and you do the classes you train your arse off you work or as or as any, anyone in there and because you've got that work ethic and I've I've never met someone who's been successful and someone who's who's uh, even like famous I hate the word famous but someone famous who's who's trained who've never worked their arse off and I really believe that's because they've got that work ethic they're not lazy they, they go for it yeah well they, 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 you know I mean most actors I think you know, really, really want to be an actor. I mean, I, I didn't, you know, I mean, good actors, I mean, you don't get it by chance, right? You don't, yeah. you, you know, you might get a part, lucky, get in a part now and again, but if you want to really be an actor and you're good at it and you're really good at it and you really want it, I mean, you've got to work, especially in this town. There's a million people that act here. You yeah. know what it's like here. Everyone's an actor, but it's so hard and you've got to be fucking dedicated yeah. to get that job. And on, on, on that there, like, when you see it, you might get a part here and there. When I got a part in the blacklist, I was I was lucky with that because uh, I, I mean I spoke about this on the first podcast, Sunderland versus Los Angeles. Uh, but I was looking at that, and people say, "Are you going to be on any more?" And I'm like, I, "I don't think I am because I don't want it enough. I don't want to be an actor. I don't want to. I mean, the money's good, the the, the, the fame's good, but I, I don't want it." Well, I'll tell you a story. Uh, you know, I don't really like mention names, but I, I I did a job for Patrick Stewart about ten years ago. The guy had a Star Trek, right? You know. 
you know, cue ball head, whatever. <laughs> and he's actually a really nice fella. He's a nice fella, um, you know. And he actually told me, uh, you know, when I first knocked on his door, because we were doing a lot of stonework, I think, you know, when he, he lived in Brentwood up there, it was me and some French guy. He said, I opened the door in L.A., and a scouser and a Frenchman was at the door <laughs> to do all his stonework. So I was talking to him and all that. And he's actually from Middlesbrough. Really? Yeah. Bloody hell. And he's telling me, you know, he's, I think he's a Shakespearean actor and all that, but, you know, he used to be uh, a plaster's labourer. Like, I was a plaster's labourer at one stage. I'm like, okay, yeah. And, you know, he slides me off. But, you know, here's, here's another example of yeah. what a guy, you know, he obviously a famous actor, and then, and he, he he wasn't big hit over here. He came over here, and he just got he touched lucky by getting that Star Trek yeah. job. I mean, he was literally like you and me. Yeah. I mean, he may be a big actor back there, but over here. But he, he's, but oh, he, he's, he's, he's also right. Oh, he cracked it now, yeah. But he's you know he's a guy from the the, the northeast. That's great. And uh, you know, and he's obviously a major success. But he, he came from humble, humble beginnings, just like yeah. any of us. It's always good to see when I'm in when I was living in It's always good to see someone from Sunderland doing well. Then yeah. And when I, when I move away, it's always good from someone from England to be doing well, and especially uh, that's how me and you's really good friends, because uh, I've got lo- I've got lots of American friends. And I know you've got lots of American friends, and I'm not slagging them off at all. But I feel like we've bond better because we're we're English. We've got the similar sort of backgrounds. Do you think? Well, it's a, it, I think it's like an expat thing. I think it's where, when you, I mean, British travel or anyway, you know, we travel everywhere, but. A lot of American people, you know, they don't need to travel because they got everything they want yeah. here. It's a great place. It's, just, you know, it's one of the best places in the world. I love it. I mean, but it's, it's, you know, people who don't travel, you know, don't really understand what it's like until they actually live there. I don't mean going there on holiday. I mean live there. Yeah. It's like going, so oh, I love London in three days. Okay, well, live there for a year and then tell me what you think. Yeah. I mean, it's a great place, but it's just, you know, it's different when you work and live and work there. Like, this place is hard. I mean, it's, you know. Roads are not paved gold here. Yeah, I mean, no one gives you nothing. You know that. Yeah, you've got a graft. You've got a graft. Uh, one, one thing. So, so you, you, you still make some businesses doing great, uh, but you haven't just settled there. Like, like I, I, I'm, I'm just got the boxing gym at the minute, and I've just kind of settled at the boxing gym. I'm comfortable, and I'm needing to make moves. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking now of doing other things on the side, but. Warren Buffett's got five quotes here. That's uh, that's great. I'm going to read a few of them out. Here. A few of them out of you. I'm going to try and read anyway. On earning, he says, never depend on a single income. Make investments to create a second source. Which that there is amazing. You've done a lot. You've you've got investments in in steak restaurants, in uh, strippers. <laughs> no, in uh, <laughs> no, in in, in restaurants. Uh, pubs and, and all, all sorts and you've done really well with that uh, is that something you well I, well I think you have to diversify I think that's what he's saying you have to diversify what you've got meaning you know don't put all your money into one you know one place you've got to you know sometimes you're going to take a hit you know you know it's funny you should say because on, on, on the same thing uh, you've just said that don't put all your money into one thing he said on investments don't put all your eggs in one basket yeah. so, so really you should be branching out with different things. On spending, he says, if you buy things you don't need, soon will you have things soon you will have things you need to sell. Well I I think and I tell this to my guys and it's like people sometimes don't understand numbers. It's real simple. If more's going out than it's coming in, then there's a problem. Yeah. I mean you just gotta just be aware of what you're making and what your debts are. 
if you pay more out and just like, and I think credit cards, that's the worst. Credit card companies, I fucking hate them. They're like, the, the, the money they take off people, 20, 30 percent. It's like, you've got to be in charge of, of your, you know, you've got to know what you're earning. Yeah. If there's more going out, coming in, problem. Yeah, and, and that's, that's something that I've really had to deal with at the, at the gym because you've seen the classes, we've got like six, seven trainers in each class. So it's like, yeah, the classes are amazing, but it's easy to make a, a great business, a great product, if you're not making any money, you know? So Well, right now, I mean, but in your case, I mean, you've been up, what, a year and a half, something like that? Two, two, year, year, two, two years. Two years. You're doing amazing. It's like, for I mean, most restaurants... In, in most businesses in LA are gone within 12 months and this is with like people putting major investments down yeah. I've been involved in restaurants where I, I, people put two million dollars in the first two months it's gone yeah money gone it's gone you've got control over because you know what you're doing I mean you you know you've got good trainers in there I mean you're boxing you know all the boxers I mean people go in there they don't want to be bullshitted they want to see some talent yeah you've got the talent and I mean I wouldn't go there Otherwise, and I'm, look, I'm just a fucking 50 year old bumfuck, but I know what's good <laughs> and what's not. I know what's good and what's bad. Yeah. I wouldn't be going in there. It's a great point, and, and, but, but like you say, like we've we, we got to watch what we spend because it's so easy to spend so much money just to make your product amazing. You know well, I mean? I mean, but how many people do you know that have got a great business? Well, they've got great business skills and they've got the, the notoriety, but the business is not doing that good. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, it's finances. I mean, you've got to think about everything here. I mean, you got to just... But you've definitely got the clientele. I mean, you've got some serious clientele in the gym. Yeah. I suppose that goes back to what Warren Buffett was saying when he, when he was saying uh, that uh, never depend on one single income. So we can't just depend on the class uh, memberships for, for the classes. We've got to try and bring different incomes in, different revenue in through, like, the personal training, through uh, supplements, through clothing... Uh, and that sort of thing, that's what we're dealing with at the minute. But I, I think there's, there's money in your business with advertising. I don't mean you advertise, I mean people bringing you into their market, you know, it's like it's, yeah. it's something, you know, you've got a nice, that's big a client idea. base, you've got a huge client base, you're in good area, I mean, you're whole of Santa Monica, Brentwood, Beverly Hills. And that's something I've never thought about, trying to advertise to other people. So an, another one of uh, Buffett's quotes... Do not save what is left after spending, but spend what is left after saving. I love that. I don't know what you think about that. I love it, though. Um, kind of. Well, no. I think what he's saying is he's made you've made money out of it anyway, right? I mean, you've made interest. I think that's what he's saying. No, I think what he's saying is, let, let's say you get a, a wage each month for $4,000, $4, right? Don't start spending it. Uh, make sure... No, no, what he's saying, put it easier, is make sure you put savings in before you spend what you've got left. Oh, so, yeah. So, 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 your, so, your expense, so let's say your expenses a month is uh, for your personal expenses, you've got four grand, uh, it's three three grand, put an extra 500 away a month and then spend the 500 a month. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, think, I think it goes back to like knowing if what, what you're making and what, and what the, the income and an outgoing. If there's more going out, you've got a problem. It's just it, it, as simple as that. I mean, you got to sit down and just do your, you know, do your numbers every week and work them out the way you can. But he's Warren Buffett's the type of guy. Is I remember when the stock market took a shit in two thousand eight. He single-handedly the stocks went down. He put five billion dollars into Goldman Sachs. Wow. Now that five, 
I'm talking about five billion billion in shares. Now them shares are like twelve billion. Wow. Because he got them at the lowest price, because he, he had the money, he could do it. He said stocks took a shit. They they weren't going to collapse the big ones. That's how he made the money. I mean, it's like no. he was in that position where he could do it, and he did. That's why he's. I think he's the second richest fella in the world after uh, me. No, Bill Gates. <laughs> uh, no, you're the fourth, mate. Shit. After me. I'm at number one. <laughs> uh, on taking risks, he says, never test the depth of a river with both feet. Okay. Explain. Well, I think I think he means where you'll drown. I mean, you know, be be careful. I mean, it's, it's good to gamble. Yeah. I mean... I guess the thing you know, never gamble as much as you can lose, right? Yeah, I love that. But it's like it, it's you know you got to take risks sometimes. I mean, I've took things where I've you know I'll take a hit. I mean, yeah. the, when the, the stock market went down, I took I took a big hit. But you know what? Everyone got over. I know people lost eighty employees. A guy had ninety employees, and eighty of them gone. Yeah. But he's back up and running now. He's doing well. But you, you know, it's you got to take risks. Of some sort, but I think they've got to be calculated risks. Yeah. Meaning that, you know, if you know it's going to go down, okay, I've got enough to start, you know, keep yourself going. Yeah, yeah. And like you said, never gamble. What is it? Never gamble? As much you can't afford to lose. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, on investments, like I said, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Uh, that That's, that's co- common knowledge, I would think. On expectations... Honesty is very expensive gift. Don't expect it from cheap people. I know you've dealt with a lot of scumbags, a lot of shit people who've tried to rip you off and all that in your time. Yeah. Well, it is a difference. Uh, I mean, honest being honest, um, you know, a lot of people are honest, but, you know, the dishonest ones, you can kind of weed them out. You know, they're getting bullshitted. I mean, and... Everyone throws a little bit of bullshit in, but if you're going to get bullshitted and it's going to be detrimental to your uh, to your work and you're going to get ripped, then you got to get out of it. I mean, it's, lucky enough, I haven't been, I haven't been, I haven't been uh, robbed too many times. But the odd the odd time, you know, you're going to get it. I just got ripped off. Uh, I told you last two weeks ago, uh, and I wasn't even going to talk about this on there, but. I never broke the law, so I can't talk about it. Yeah. I told you about it, right? No. But the lad who I lent the money, though. So he asked us for uh, four grand. He said, I'll give you 100% interest in a week. So I was like, all right, then. And I kind of know this, this this lad. I've trained him before. He lives in a massive house in Santa Monica where he's paying 15 grand a month rent. Uh, I've known him for a year and a half. I've been to barbecues at his place uh, with his baby, with my with my baby and my wife and baby. And... So then a week later he gave us a, he gave us another four grand. So I made I made four grand. I'm talking pound as well. I've made four thousand pound in a week. So I'm like yes over the moon. Week later, Tony, I need um, eight grand. I'll give you I'll give you another pound. I'll give you another eight thousand pound. Uh, I'll give you another eight thousand pound next week. So I'm like all right, mate, Sam. Give him the eight, give him give him the eight thousand pound. I'm thinking I want to make another eight thousand pound. That's twelve thousand pound I made in a month. So, te- the week went by, texted him, mate, what's happening on this money? Never replied. Phoned him, he blocked me number, he's deleted his Facebook, he's moved out of his house, he's blocked us off Instagram, he- he's vanished off the face of the per- planet. Well, and-, and now, total, I'm £4,000 down. 
So that's kind well, of I mean, I think what he's done there, it's called bait and switch. You know that, right? No, I didn't know. Okay, bait and switch is where they get you in, throw the bait out, right? You, you bit the first one, right? Here's some money, you know? Yeah. The next one, I'll get you on the next one. So you, you got your comfortability level with him, right? Yeah. You got in there, you know? He gave you the return on your money, which is, I don't know what he's doing, where to get money. It's just, it's, it's like a pyramid scheme. You know, it's got to fucking end, right? And then he's just got you in and then, you know, he's got you in and, um, you know, he's got your confidence, you know, and that's, you know, that's, you know, just, you get suckered in and then, you know, oh, I've made a bit of money now, I want to make a lot of money. No, I, I, and I'm like that. If he, if he asked if he asked us for 10 grand, if he asked me for my savings, because he's done that, I would have done it. I've knew this guy, he's English as well, living in America. I've knew this guy for a while and... Uh, he could have got a little bit more of us, and I am good, but I would do it again because I'm a risk taker. Yeah, but you got it. Yeah, well, look, you're going to learn, right? I mean, I've been burned plenty of times. It's going to happen. Just hopefully, it's not. You know, it's something that you can take it on the nose, but it's you know, it's going to happen anywhere, mate. You're going to get it. Yeah, I mean, you're going to get it. It's a learning curve, Paul. Wait, so I've got a few more things. Oh, so let's 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 talk about uh, about your brother a little bit. I know you should put it, and it's about year this. But Paul, so, so I, I'll say, Paul, so Paul's brother done the kind of the same thing. He moved away from home when he was young, right? Mm-hmm. Travelled around the world a little yeah, bit yeah. with you. Yeah. And fast forward 30 years, and now he's. Well, Kevin's a producer. He's, he produces a lot of big movies with all the major actors, but he's, he's done really well for himself. He's, he's worked hard. He came, you know, same time as we all came over. You know, but he works, you know, just. Work with Lionsgate and all the major movies, and you know, such as Expandables one, yeah. two, three. Yeah, he was the uh, producer on yeah, that. Yeah, they're doing the boxer movie right now. Um, the new Rocky one is it? Uh, Creed. New, Creed, yeah, they're filming that one in Philadelphia right now. So he, he's, he's done really well for himself. Self, but as I say, the first five, ten years when we come over, it's just it's it's what you want to do. How how it's how much do you want to work at it? I mean, do you just yeah. want to sit down, or you, know, you want a nice life and you know work for the post office? That's fine. You know, but the opportunities are here. If you want them, you got to grab them. you got to get up in the morning and get out there and do it. I mean, just like you do, as I say, you know, yeah. you, you network like anyone. I, I don't know, because we never used to have Facebook and stuff like that. But, like, I mean, I didn't even know how to work on Instagram until you showed me. <laughs> but it's like, it's, you know, you just got to put the time in here, and it pays off. It pays off in the end. It does, and, and now Kevin's killing it. He's done these, that Homeland movie. I've not seen that yet, but I know... Yeah. Sarah's so mum and dad watched it the other night and they said it was really good. Uh, he, he, he smashed it, uh, Kevin smashing it as well. Yeah. So uh, good good for him. And like you said, sort of them opportunities. If, if opportunity comes along, you've just got to take it. I really believe, take it. Well, I think it, it's, it's you know, when I first worked there, I used to get, you know, pissed off because you don't think you can get the things that you want. But it comes, if you keep working on it, you'll get it. I mean, you know, it's there. It, it takes a bit of time, but, you know, it just... As I say, hard work pays off. It does. Yeah, and, I, and I, I'm a believer as well. If it takes one year, two year, however, however long your goal is, it's, it's not overnight success. It takes fuck, it takes years to, to get well, to where you want well, to be. Well, let me ask you this question. From where you was two or three years ago when you come from where you are now, look what you've done. It's mad. Okay, in them three years that you've been here, right? You've been here three years, right? Yeah. In three years since you first came here to where you are now, just look yourself and see what you've done. And, and you've achieved in three years... I never did it like that. I mean, unless top actors make it and stuff like that. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're an actor or, you know, a singer or, you know, uh, like a bricklayer. I mean, it just, it's, 
it's hard, but uh, you, you, yeah. you can take it. And, I, and I've done it. I've, I've succeeded the way I have because of uh, working. Number one, working hard, and number two, like taking opportunities. If there's an opportunity there, I'll take it. I'll, I'll go and drive to go and some, meet someone, yeah. talk to them. Like you see, I'm a top networker. And if you're not on my emails, go to TonyJeffries.com uh, and, and sign up for my emails. And you'll see the email, the first email, you've not yet read it yet, Paul, but I mentioned you in it, and I mentioned about networking, and I mentioned about being nice to everyone, honest to everyone, and it's a really beneficial email, well, well, so go and sign yeah, up. Well, remember when we were talking years ago, and I was saying, you know what, I think you need a PR guy, then after yeah. after I found out what you were doing, you don't need a PR guy, because you, you are your own PR guy. Yeah. You don't, I mean, PR guys, people get your jobs, do all this, but you do all that yourself. Yeah, I mean, I, I still wouldn't mind one uh, to... to to, to boost us even more. Well, if you get to a place where you need them, but yeah, I'm too busy. It, it hasn't done you any, you know, it hasn't done you anything bad right now, right? You know. That's it, mate. Mate, let's talk about some fun stuff, right? Some some fun stuff. You've told me so. Paul's t- Paul, <laughs> Paul is a scouser. Paul's told me some stuff. I would love to tell every story where he's told me because it's so entertaining. So, I mean, we're now talking about money, business, and, and success right now, but the shit. That this guy has got up to oh. is great. I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. And uh, oh, wait, Paul, can, can, can you tell us anything? Can you tell us anything? Well, specifically, what you want to know? You, uh, you know, you know what I want. To, I want you to tell a story about that that trip to, to Vegas. Uh, oh, I know you can't mention names. Okay. And, oh, well, and there was a, me and the other mate. You know that, right? We had a, we you were, and Paul. Yeah, me and Paul were out. We were one of our friends. He's like his high profile guy. You know, we went out and tied one on in the night. We just, you know, drinking all night, whatever. No, no, I want... Oh, you just the night before, right? Yeah, the night right. before, yeah, 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 yeah. And then, I know he's rich, he got planes and all that. So, anyway, we just told him, said, look... No, we were just drunk. We said, look, you're taking us to Vegas in the morning, you jet. Pick us up in your... in your Bentley, OK? You know, we just all bullshitting. So, 8 o'clock the next morning, he picks us up in his Bentley, half cut, with his driver. We go to the airport, Santa Monica airport, and he's literally got a jet there waiting. We thought he was bullshitting us. But there's the jet. We get out the car, literally get out the car, jump in the jet. There's me and just three of us. Leave the Lit- doors open on the car. Doors were left open, just sitting there. <laughs> I love that. I love just that. sitting there. <laughs> I remember just taking off on the plane. And like just, just, we were playing cards on the plane, uh, whatever, you know. And we drinking, drinking. So we get to the, uh, you know, he's a, he's a high-profile guy and he gambles a lot of money. So we went to, uh, we went to Vegas, got there. Um, what time is this? I think, I think we got there about 11 in the morning, something like that. So you'd been up all night? Pretty much. Had a little bit of a sleep, but but we went straight there, um, and, he, you know, we liked to play Baccarat. I don't really know Never how to play. Yeah, it's, it's, people who know how to play, it's, it's, card, it's, it's, it's card and dice, but it's, it's, it's pretty simple once you know how, I mean, it's yeah. easy. So he's there, we're there for like half an hour on the tables, you know, big guy, in an hour, he's down 1.1 million. Shit! And I'm like going, oh, I said, look, let's just stop. This, what time is this? This was about in 20, like 30 minutes. You've been there 30 1. minutes and he's 1.1 million 1. down. 1.1 million down. So I said, look, wow. if he, if, I even said, said, look, if we get a million, just stop. But he's down 1.1. So, so, what, so what do you do? Do you, you know, do you take your hit and walk or do you try and get your money back? So I went, you know what? Let's all do a shot of tequila. <laughs> do the shot of tequila. Let's do another one. And you know what? In about 20 minutes... He started coming back, 400, 500, 600, 7. There was 1.2 million on the table. I went, look, you've got 1.2 million there. Stop the game. So he was right 100 now. grand up? No, he was a million two up. Shit. 
He was because you don't know as you're into the game. So right. You got a moment. Oh, st- I said, stop right now. Stop. Stop. Go off the table. You made him stop. Stopped. Yeah. And I'd like, hey, hey, can can we get you this? Can we? I said, no. Just let's. From eleven o'clock to tw- maybe quarter past twelve, an hour and a quarter. You've been down wow. a million two, a million three. Come back and win a million. Oh, for the high roller. I mean, that's what they do. But like, you should have seen the pit boss's face when we told him we should stop. It's like. <laughs> his ass fell out of his pants <laughs> so we just got up there and we just fucking partied all day and all night and then we got a call said, he said oh uh, uh, what time what time we've got to be at the airport he went don't have to be at the airport any time we'll tell the plane <laughs> to pick us up so that was just one little that was a good time when we left and you know we, it was a couple of days and you had the bag did, did he put that 1.1 million in a bag 1.2 million in a bag of money was it a bag yeah you got a bag of money yeah a no, bag of money flying on the plane with that much cash Oh yeah, well, it's bad in his car. I mean, we got a little piece. We got a little. We got a little piece of it, and then uh, you know, <laughs> well, you get taxed on it because you know. Oh, you do. Oh yeah, yeah. Anything you do in Vegas is all. I mean, they'll give you the cash, but you're going to get a tax bill. Wow, I never knew that. It's, oh yeah, that's yeah. mad, isn't it? That's mad. The government. But you know, uh, Vegas is. Uh, I used to in my crazy day. I used to fly to Vegas every Friday night, get the last plane there eleven o'clock, gamble till six, fly back, have some breakfast. And ends up in the same bar I was Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> they were the crazy days, but I don't do that anymore. But it's like, can't, can't be doing that. But the, the, uh, Vegas can... The best thing in the world, and it can kill you too. I, can't, I don't understand why a lot of people from back home spend a week. Two days is plenty there. And the, people I, spend a week in Vegas. I, you know what, though? I could spend a week in Vegas, because you can't, you can't spend a week in Vegas, because you've just explained well, how, you, how, well, how you I go. gamble, yeah, I like to gamble. But, I mean, I don't gamble as much, but it's, I just... I couldn't lie around the pools. I mean, Vegas has always been a gambling place, a night and a gambling place to me, but the last 10 years, it's like pool parties and all that, with with DJs and all that. I'm like, well, I do it, but I'm not into all that. But it's... it's that's, well, you that's come on with us in me a second, right? For me or the fight? Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. funny... I'm going to join the priesthood before the <laughs> I went. I went with Brendan Chab on his last fight, right? And he gets he gets cash off the UFC, and they give him 500 cash when he gets there with signing and all that. 500 cash to spend for him and his trainers and all that for food and expenses. So when we walked down, I went, go and put that on red. He went, no, I put it on black. I went, go on. So he did. So he went down, he put the 500 on black. <laughs> red came in, he lost the money for the week. So, I mean, I, I mean, it's not, it's not 1.2 million. So then I, I, I brought 500 with this cash. So I went, go on, I'll do the same. And then I put it on and I lost the fucking money as well. So... Hey, I mean, we lost a grand in one minute. Hey, Vegas will take your money every day. That's what they're there for. They'll take your money. The rule of thumb is keep them there, keep them playing, get the money off you. Yeah, you know, the occasion you'll win, but the house always wins. Well, you see, the house always wins. But when we went to Vegas the last time, I think it was for one of the Mayweather fights. I think it was oh, his last one. Yeah. Right? Why I? Why I? Why I? So we Why? went there, and Paul taught me how to play. Craps, right? So craps is where you throw, roll the dice and you see them all on the f- movies doing all this American bullshit where they high five each other. Yeah, you basically got a sixteen to one chance of winning, and it's just like you can lose money really fast or you can win it really fast. It's just the numbers when you throw the numbers out. You just gotta, you know. So we, so we were playing. I didn't have a clue what I was doing. I was just following Paul's lead, and we had a good night because I remember uh, we were rolling dice. I was. I was getting tipsy. I was getting drunk. I was pissed. You were twisted. You were twisted. <laughs> but I was following your lead. And I was love of life. I, was, I remember high fiving Americans, and I always make fun of people high fiving Americans. But me and you were high fiving the shit out of these American Texas guys. Were the cowboy hats on? Be, but, but we had a good reason. 
I made three thousand dollars, and you made twenty-five to thirty thousand, right? Yeah, on that night, yeah. It doesn't matter <laughs> when you're on a craps table, and you know you can be from any place in the world. Universally, the best place in the world. You got like Arab people, Jewish people, anyone on that table. When you're all making money, everyone's high-fiving each other, hugging each other. You got a shitload of money. That's the way it that is. That was a great that time great. in Vegas. Something I made money. three grand. That paid for the full trip. You made twenty-five grand, thirty grand. So that that paid for probably half of your trip. <laughs> okay, joking, joking. <laughs> so that paid for the next day Vegas trip, which is in May second for the Mayweather fight. I talked I talk about it on my first podcast as well how how good of a location Los Angeles is because we've got Vegas. It's forty minute flight away. Yeah, you can get flights for ninety dollars, hundred dollars. It's not, yeah. Um, and then, and then as well, close to Palm Springs, we've got Mammoth Mountain, Big Bear, we've got San Diego, even Mexico is around the corner. Yeah. Uh, so that's a great thing about living in Los Angeles. And uh, you got the beaches too. You got, you know. And that, yeah, not even including the, the beaches and all that. Something more. Uh, so give me some more. Give me some more stories. Uh, Come on, the 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 the, the ruder, the naughtier, the better. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm trying to. I have to. I have to uh, <laughs> put you on the spot. You put me on. The I know spot, you've done lo- loads of you put crazy me on the shit, there. and then Paul as well. And, and I think maybe one time we'll get him in here, so the three of us are sitting here together, and, and we'll do this. I think that'd be yeah, because we can, we can, uh, we can fire off each other. Then <laughs> there's, uh, there's some stuff that uh, you know, tons of stuff. I mean, the stuff I've seen over here. I mean, I. I you can't mention names and all, but it's like, this is like La La Landia. That's what we call it, La La Land. Uh, uh, on, on one of my other pod- podcasts, I talk about happiness. What is happiness? Are you happy? Well, yeah, I think, um, I mean, you got kids and stuff, as long as your kids are healthy. Are you happy? Yeah, yeah. On a scale of one to ten, ten being happy is Larry and one being not. Eight. So Paul's just built his own house, right? If I... If I uh, one one thing I did mention is that uh, money doesn't buy happiness. But anyway, Paul just built his own house and it's an absolutely beautiful house. And he lives on lives in a uh, he's single. What can I say? He's single. Yeah. And then he's got he's got two kids who live around the corner who co- come around half the time a week, right? Uh, and uh, his house is amazing. And I remember when I went to your house when you were building it, that really motivated me to work harder yeah. and do better because. To, to build and design your own house in LA, to come from where you come from, Paul, you left home when you were 15 years old. Yeah. Do you realise, I mean, I know it's, uh, it's, it's 35 years later, I realise it's 35 years later since you were that 15-year-old boy leaving home to now, just how far you've come and obviously how hard you've worked. Yeah. So you deserve to be happy. And yeah, well, I mean, you know, you don't have, you don't, if you don't have any options, I mean, it's, it's, you've got you've to move on. I mean, I just, I always wanted to leave anyway. But you know, it's you've, you've got to move on. You've got to move on and make it. But I think people make their own luck half the time, right? Oh yeah, and I've got a full podcast on that. You know, you, I mean, yeah, you, you can be lucky a little bit, but you've got to put yourself in a position where, you know, it's luck. You know what I mean? Yeah. You put yourself in the right circles, yeah, or the right places, speak to the right people. And if you don't, you try again. If you don't, try again. That's like that you do network. Net- yeah. you can't network enough. And that's exactly what I talk about on me. Email list, so sign up for my email list, TonyJeffries.com, sign up for that. Uh, and, and that's what I talk about, networking, it's, it's, the, it's the best thing ever, because, and you, you say that I'm the best effort networker that you've ever seen, but I'm, I, I don't do it to, 
to I don't do it to actually network. I do it because it's the type of person I am. I'm friendly. Well, I get it, on yeah, with people. it's your personality, but it's also it's a drive. You got a drive in you yeah. that makes you want to do it. It's like I mean I can remember living in Jersey years ago, and I was with a load of Geordie lads, uh, Welsh lads, Scottish lads, and we have to walk around. Yeah. The building sites looking for work and we'd have to go there every morning before seven just ask them they used to say no you'd have to go back the next day and keep asking because you had to because that's the only place you made money or could get money there's no dole so it's just something so right there you're 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 making opportunity you're making opportunities you're creating look yeah i mean i mean if 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 you if, you, if that was the last thing you'd have to do if I maybe mean, you know if there was if you know if there was no money coming anywhere else i mean you got to get it from somewhere you got to work you just got to be determined, and you know it's 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 hard. It's 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 horrible. I mean, it doesn't matter what you do, pick oranges. You know, it's the same I thing. I believe you used to pick oranges. <laughs> uh, Paul, I picked a lot more than that. <laughs> uh, advice, Paul. Advice. You're successful now. Like I said, you've built your own house in Los Angeles. Your house is worth a few million dollars. You've started from the bottom. Now you're here. That song was that. I started from the bottom. Now here. You've started from. The bomb. I know you've t you've spent your whole life to get to where you are, uh, which I respect so so much. What advice have you got for for people? I'm I'm not going to say young young kids, but I'm going to say for people, everyone. I mean, you're 52 years old. You're older than the average listener to this podcast. So you well, got. I mean, well, I got I got kids too, and, and but the, the thing is, is I think you got to find something that you like. But the worst thing in the world if you want to do something and you hate it. I mean, if you're you know. Even if you're digging a hole, dig the best hole you can. You know, be the best at what you can be. I think it's important to find out that you you need to do something that you like. I mean, I wouldn't want to be, uh, you know, I wouldn't want to do something I didn't like. I like what I do, you know, and I get paid for it. That's important. And I, think that, it, I think it helps you. There's that famous quote as well. If you if you do what you like, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah, exactly. And that's it. Uh, and the money, you know, the money's important, but it'll be secondary, you know. But you, it's 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 a lot of people do working just to keep themselves out of you know out of debt, that, and that, they hate the job. And that's 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 all. But I'm kind of yeah. lucky. I mean, I kind of like what I do. I mean, some of the clients are paying in the ass now and then, but you got to deal with it. Yeah. But, I, I mean, but I mean, back home now, I don't know. I mean, I don't know it works back home, but you got to have a good education. I mean, you got to go to if you can, try and get to college, and then. You know, with all these, you know, internet, social media jobs and all that, and this ITT uh, networking and all that, I mean, you, you, I think you've got to have the education. But if you don't, then don't let it kill you. You, know, you can still motivate yourself, yeah. whatever you do. Uh, and, and, and kind of coming back to what I said before, I've said on different podcasts, is if, if it takes a year, two years, even five years, to better yourself, you should do it because you know that, that five years is going to go past. Like, like, like when you're sitting there, if you're doing something, you hear it. If you if you're working on a call center and you hear it, um, start training to do something else. It might take you three years, it might take you five years. Go through that struggle for them five years yeah. to live the rest of your life a happy person. Well, I don't think you got to make yourself goals, right? I mean, you got goals. You yeah. got to make yourself goals what you want, and you know, it's you know, you can. Some people just want to get up every day, just you know, go to work and pay the bills off and. They're happy that way, but you know. When you're at your level now, Paul, have you got goals? Um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I got, I got to get up and work every day, and you know, take care of me. You know, we got 
60, 60 guys. I got to make sure they, you know, they get paid and you know they've got mortgages, no, they've got kids, they got families. But I mean, I, you know, well, I'm getting where I'm getting to my goals right. is that I like to be not worry about that. Meaning, like, if I got to a point where you know, I'm not saying I'd retire, but if I had the, the coin to retire, I would. I mean, as much as you can make here, you know, it's 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 uh, you know, people say, well, what would you do if you retired? I'd find something to do. I was asked for my next question. What I'm would totally you do if you retired? Well, I can't. I, I can count sand on the beach. I could one of them. I can't do. <laughs> no, I, I think if you're retired, I think you would put your money into something else. You would do. You would do something else. Yeah, yeah. But it's just you know, there's got to be an end game somewhere, right? There's got to be, and you got to you got to change at some stage, or not. You know, or not. Might just keep going on. But long as long as you know you're happy in what you do, I think it's that's the main thing. If, if you don't like it, you got to get out of it if you can. I mean, you wouldn't like to be, you know, down a coal mine, right? Yeah. But do you agree with this? What I said, I said on my happiness pod- podcast. Uh, when the, the if the question is what is success, if I ask you anyway, let's let me ask you what is success. What would your what would your definition that be? What would your answer be? What is success? Well, I think that's a tough question to ask, but I think you know, it's like a two-folded question successful in what financial success not just success well in in your in your life i mean you could be look you could be the world champion of the world and have a pot to piss in yeah look at mike tyson he's got a pot to piss in you know yeah he's a lot of trouble but he did everything he could do and he's got no money really well i mean compared to what he had yeah yeah. what would he say what success would you think he's successful and he and he'd say and i think he'd say well, what success doesn't mean shit to me. Yeah, I did everything, beat everyone up, knocked everyone off, got a half billion dollars. I'm gonna pot to piss in. Yeah. and he's it's just the way it is. But you know, I think success is being comfortable financially and not having to worry about a lot of the things that you you know people worry about, like yeah. paying the mortgage and all that stuff. I mean, you got to take that into consideration. Yeah, definitely. And my my answer was happiness. Like if if you blunt it down yeah. to one thing, yeah. the most if 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 you're successful, if you're happy, you're successful because I watched this documentary on uh, on Netflix about happiness. And there was this bloke who lived in I think it was India or Pakistan, where he lived in a in a in a, in a, in a, in a I'm about this in a in a little wooden hut. But he was somehow the testimony. He was he was one of the happiest people in the world because. He was happy. We had children, and, and yeah. he, was, he was just happy. So yeah, I mean, no money. You know, money won't get you happiness. But you know, it's just, it's just but like if you're living in, you know, he's he's like in the boonies, I'm sure. But if you're living in, you know, country where we live in. Yeah. I mean, success is defined in yeah. different ways. Right? I agree. I agree because he's not experienced what we've experienced. So that's why he's happy and. If he did, let's say we'll put him in our lifestyle for a He doesn't have to pay the lucky bill every month, right? <laughs> That's one good thing. <laughs> DWP bill. <laughs> He's got no diesel to pay, no petrol. Uh, but I admit, so that's what I say. What is success is happiness? Uh, anything else you'd like to add? Well, I mean... Any more advice? Any more... Any, let, let's pick your brain for some success advice, some, something that, to help us out even more. Well, I mean, I think for younger people, as I can say, because I've got kids too, I said, you know, if you've got the opportunity to have an education, even get it, you know, do what you can. And, and, and you know, and 
and be smart about it too. Like it's like if if you know, I wasn't academic by any means, and you know, if my mother had money, and she said I'll put you to college, I'd say don't waste your money. Yeah. You know, I'll you know because there's I there's no a ton of kids right now spend three quarter. Two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars on the college education to work in Starbucks. Yeah, it's not that the the bad, that it just it wasn't there. They didn't need to do it. They could they could have been like a plumber or a you know and being the best plumber they could or the best bricklayer they could or you know doing something else. But I mean, if you, I think now you have to you have to have a college education. Just just you got you got to have you got, you've got to. I think you just got to have goals. Yeah, you know, wake up every morning. I, I want to do this by next year. I want to do this by next year. I want to do that, and, you know. But you got it's really important to like what you do, though. I think so. Yeah, and get I, to the next step. And I listened to this other podcast uh, by a guy called Gary Vaynerchuk or some, something like that. He's like an entrepreneur, all that kind of thing. Uh, and he 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 gets asked the question about putting your kids through college education. Yeah. Do you think you should? And his response is no. He said. And, and I find it, I, what, what, how he responded, I, I, I understand, but he said, because let's say you put your kids to college education, he said most parents force them into doing, let's say, being a lawyer or, or yeah. business, where that's not what they want to do. He says they should find figure out what they want to do and then do that. Well, yeah, I mean, that's just what I said. I'm saying yeah, yeah. if you're going to put your kid through a college that he's... he's smart, but he's not super smart, and then, like, you're going to put 300 grand if you're over here for yeah. four years, and... You know, and that kid's going to be in debt. He's going to have college debt. Yeah. And it's, it's. I, I know fifty-year-old people still paying college debt off now. Wow. Working as bartenders. It's like you got to really, really think. Do I really want to spend three hundred grand and pay twenty percent interest on that, and then end up working Starbucks? You know, if you're the smart guy and you're doing it, that's the way to go. But I think even uh, Bloomberg said that uh, in um, in New York, he was the mayor. He's a wealthy man. He said, "Look, I mean, there's nothing wrong with not going to college." But you know, it costs money to do it. Be, yeah. It's the price of a house to get there. Yeah. You got to really think about your finance. Go, you know, I know I could three hundred grand plus interest. You know, you could work a summer job and not be in debt. Yeah. But you know, if you want to be a doctor and place like that, you have to do it. Yeah. But, but you've got to want to be a doctor and want to be a nurse. Look, I wouldn't have, if 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 I was me, I wouldn't have put money into me to go to college because I would I wouldn't have done it. Yes, yeah, you I wouldn't. Have, I would would have wasted the money. See me. Would have been a waste of money. I would have just said to me, man, if she had money, just give me half and I'll, I won't go. <laughs> but we didn't, we didn't have any money, we had nothing. So, Paul, this is the longest podcast that I've done, and it's been great, I've loved it, and we will do it again. Uh, so let's summarise the podcast up. And uh, kids, let's let let's, uh, let people listen to this who, who, who've got the similar kind of background to you, which I doubt they have, because we don't get many 15-year-olds. But for kids who's young, ambitious, like you were and you, I mean you still are admissions you're not young anymore <laughs> but uh, come on yeah, I'm still good looking though you're still great looking and the girls love you <laughs> uh, might have something to do with your pocket your wallet size rather than your good looks though. yeah okay <laughs> your house size yeah. but uh, let's give uh, let, let's let, let, let's finish it off on, 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 a, on a few words from you well I mean if if I was a kid back home now um I, you know and it's it's hard it, it, it's hard there it, you know it, it's it's still you know, it's still hard to get a decent job back there, like it is most places. You know, if you've got no ties and stuff like that, take the chance, take the leap, go to another country if you can, and find something that you want to do. And just you know, it's 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 scary to most people that you know they uh, 
They like to stay home with the families and all that. But the world's a smaller place now. I mean, social networking's everywhere. You can, you know, you can, you can FaceTime. Yeah. You know, you can FaceTime your mother any yeah. time of day. Do whatever you want. But if I was if I was the same age back home, like, I'd make the jump. And you know, you know, because once you get older, now it's hard to do it. You know, you get stuck in a rut. But you've got to take that risk. You know. Um, but some people are happy. What you know, some people like having a job. And, Staying at home, some people like to stay at home, but you know, I would advise everyone to go somewhere if the young get out of there and just try something different. Are you taking applications for your job now? If anyone wants to come and work for you, Paul, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, send them to uh, Tony Jeffries, <laughs> Boxing Bird. Hey, well, I've had a lot of English lads work for me. Um, you know, obviously, you need to be legal and papers and all that, but I've had a lot of uh, English lads work with here, and, and they've, they've been in the 20s and they've done really well. I mean, it, the opportunities are here. Um, it's hard, you know, you'd have to, you know, to get here now, as you know, you have to be a professional person, yeah, yeah. You know, unless you, you know, you find, you know, you find, you know, you're married to someone that you, you, you want to get married to and that, you know, get, you know, you do that way. But, um, but, you know, whether you come here, Australia, anywhere, you know, I think, I think you've got to take the leap. You've got to take the yeah. leap. I've I mean, just, I've just thought, thought, thought of a thing there, right? What we were talking about. If, if, if you if you're listening to this podcast and you look up Paul King and you, you somehow find him, you're listening to what we're talking about. It, to, if you haven't got an opportunity there and you want to create an opportunity, contact Paul King. I mean, I'm not saying he's got a job for you, he's not going to have a job for you, but this is just an example. If he has, you might be the person for the job. If it's not Paul King, if it's someone else, if it's a director who lives in Elliot, if it's a me who's a gym owner and you're a personal trainer and you want to come out here, contact these people to give you opportunity to, to create opportunities for yourself to make your own look in life. Well, it depends on what they want. It's like yeah, exactly. It depends on what you want. I think I said, but you know, I when I I just had to get away. I wanted to get away, and you know, but I think once you you got to make that you got to make that jump. You've got to get on a plane and get out of there. And then put yourself in a position where you've got to do something. And if you don't like it, at least you've tried it once. But, I mean, you've got to go where the opportunities are. And it's like, as I say, there's a lot of opportunities here, Australia, everywhere you want to go. There's opportunities in England too, but, you know, but you know, you take, a, you know take a page out of your book. As I say, you've been over there a couple of years. Yeah, you're an Olympic boxer, but, you know, I was a bumfuck bricklayer. I mean, you can do yeah. what you want. You, you know, it's, 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 you've got to get up in the morning and go to work. Right, and so put the graft in. That's you know. Get up in the morning, do the work, put the graft in, make opportunities, take opportunities, uh, and that's what you're going to get from this podcast. That, uh, this advice, and I really appreciate Paul. We've been sitting here for like well, how long? We've been going on now. We've been sitting here for an hour now. It's the longest podcast. Only, only, only give me one drink. No, I give you two drinks. I oh, give yeah. you two drinks of a uh, what's it called? Mimosa. Mimosa, champagne orange. That's how we roll here in LA and Brentwood. <laughs> <laughs> not really. I have nothing else. So give him some scabby orange, orange juice and some cheap champion. Uh, thank you for listening to the Boxing Life podcast. And Paul, thank you for coming on. And we will get you on again. And go to my website, tonyjeffries.com. Subscribe to my emails. And you'll be able to see the email. I talk about Paul a little bit more than that. Uh, and until next time, keep the feedback coming. Keep the iTunes reviews coming. Keep the tweets coming. Keep the hashtags box and life coming and speak to you soon. Cheers, mate. Cheers.